Hello and welcome back to The Indie, the podcast from the newsroom of the Santa Barbara Independent. I'm your host, Alexandra Goldberg, and on today's show, we're celebrating Santa Barbara's 99th Old Spanish Days Fiesta. Fiesta is all about the spirit of community and celebrating Santa Barbara's roots. Over a span of five days, community members and neighbors gather all around the city for performances, markets, and parades dedicated to honoring the culture and traditions of the indigenous, Spanish, Mexican, and early American settlers of Santa Barbara. The indie reporter Daniel Josias was on the ground for La Fiesta Pequeña, the kickoff event for Old Spanish Days that takes place at the steps of the Santa Barbara Mission and showcases traditional music and dance. But first, St. Barbara is regarded as the patron saint of sailors, architects, builders, and stonemasons, and she's the protector of sudden death. Each year, one member of the Daughters of the Golden West, Reina Del Mar Parlor 126, is chosen to portray St. Barbara in various fiesta events. This representation of St. Barbara during Old Spanish Days goes back to 1926, and it's a true honor to be selected. I sat down with Lisa Osborne, the 2023 St. Barbara, to chat more about what it means to hold this special responsibility. So Lisa, you were selected for a very honorable position for this year's Old Spanish Days Fiesta. We'll talk about all of that in just a minute, but can you first tell listeners a little bit about yourself and your background? I'm a radio broadcaster that I've been doing for um, over 20 years. Mostly, uh, most of my career was spent uh, in Los Angeles, either anchoring news on news talk stations, popular radio stations in Los Angeles. And I've also been national network DJ uh, for a classic hit 60s and 70s music network and easy listening. Uh, But I've held uh, anything in radio from producing talk shows to um, being a program director at a music station and having my own radio show. I had a computer show at one time that was really early in the internet days. So basically I've been a broadcaster for 20 years. I moved up to Santa Barbara eight years ago to host a local morning show for an NPR station when they opened up up here. And uh, then I moved on to um, KCSB which is the oldest of all the UC radio stations. It's located at UC Santa Barbara and the coverage area is the, basically the entire Santa Barbara coastline up to San Luis Obispo and down to Camarillo. Well, first of all, I wanted to mention that it is so fun to have another radio broadcaster, podcaster on the show. Second of all, I was actually your student quite a few years ago um, and you got my foot in the door into radio broadcasting. So I I just think that's a funny memory. Um, And now we get to do this interview together and celebrate Fiesta and everything coming up with that. And third of all, I just wanted to say major congratulations for being named the 2023 St. Barbara. Fiesta is such an essential tradition for Santa Barbara and the celebration of Santa Barbara heritage is just beautiful. And it's incredible to hold the responsibility of portraying St. Barbara this year, St. Barbara being the patron saint. Now, can you talk about both the history of St. Barbara and what you get to participate in for this year's fiesta? 
Sure. So this history of St. Barbara, which I've been even learning more about. So, so basically, this is a tradition that goes back 97 years for a member of the Raina Del Mar Parlor of Native Daughters of the Golden West to choose one of its members to portray St. Barbara in Old Spanish Days Fiesta. The Old Spanish Days started 99 years ago, then 97 years ago is when there was the first St. Barbara. And I learned from another woman who portrayed St. Barbara a few years ago, and she's a historian, and she traced uh, St. Barbara in Santa Barbara back to um, Delfina de la Guerra uh, portraying St. Barbara in the Flower Festival in 1890. And so that, I think, is really cool because it, it extends beyond Fiesta. And that um, Delfina said that, you know, I, I guess in the historian's research, she found that she was wearing this cardboard crown and the outfit wasn't super comfortable. And so Delfina invited, instead being out in the community in that uncomfortable outfit, she invited the friends in the community to come to her house, which is Casa de la Guerra, the historic landmark in downtown Santa Barbara. And that is how the pre-Fiesta tea got started. Um, and that was one of the events leading up to Fiesta that the Native Daughters hosts. So the parties started, I, I was introduced as St. Barbara 2023 in April at the Presidio, which is dates back, I believe to the 1700s in the chapel, which is incredible. And uh, since then, uh, I've uh, participated in some parties, pre-Fiesta parties. So there was the Fiesta Primavera, which was the opening party. There was um, in Goleta, they do a party called Fiesta Ranchera. So I've been invited to participate um, in different parties leading up to Fiesta. And then the week of Fiesta, I will be um, pretty much um, doing something every day Wednesday night is the Fiesta Pequeña, which is on the steps of the mission. They call it Small Fiesta. That's televised on um, KEYT. And then um, nightly at the Sunken Gardens, there are shows um, that take place, and which is cool that it's all free for the community. So people come from all over to attend Fiesta. And then on Friday, another highlight of Fiesta is the um, El Desfile Historico, which is the um, historical parade. And it is known as one of the largest equestrian parades in the country. So a lot of horses. I will have my own float being pulled by two horses. My horses are coming up from San Diego to be involved in that. So it's very exciting. And I'm honored to be St. Barbara this year because for the first time we have a Chumash elder as the parade's grand marshal. Ernestine Ignacio de Soto is, her mother is the last known Chumash speaker in the area. And she's a interesting person. She's a fun person. And it's really good to see that aspect of the Chumash represented in such a prominent role at the El Desfile Historical, the parade. Typically in past years, um, Ernestine has been on the old missions float as the Chumash person there. So I'm just so excited to see her up front and center. Maybe her daughter will be with her riding in the carriage as grand marshal of the event of the parade. That's wonderful. And you mentioned the native daughters of the Golden West, Raina Del Mar Parlor 126. So this is the organization that selects someone to portray St. Barbara each year. What does this selection process look like and what attributes does the representative look for in a community member? 
They look for um, civic engagement, volunteer work, what you've done uh, within the parlor and the community. And I've been on their historic landmarks commission for the parlor. I've helped them with promotions and design. I'm an officer now. I'll be taking over an officer position. But they also look for someone who would represent the parlor because this is a 97-year-old tradition. The members of the Raina Del Mar Parlor of Native Daughters of the Golden West, to get involved in this group, you were supposed to be born in California. And a lot of the members, which range to over 100 members, are some of the older families in Santa Barbara, the Figueroas and the Delegueras and the Codas and Ortegas. And so to um, they choose someone who they think would represent the parlor in this commitment, which means being out at a lot of events, speaking with the public, uh, even though it's not public speaking, it's, you know, you're engaging with a lot of people at events. So they consider it's a very big honor. And I'm honored and it's a privilege to participate as St. Barbara 2023. And you mentioned quite a few contributions to this organization, but I'm wondering if you've ever been a part of Fiesta in previous years too. So my favorite, my early Fiesta story, I've gotten involved with Fiesta since I've been in Santa Barbara for the last eight years. And the first year it was um, with the Rotary Clubs, they do a float. And so I volunteered to help decorate their float. And uh, like the week of it was, I think the theme might've been Romantica that year. And it was a beautiful, I forget what was all on their float, but they decided that they thought it would be cool to have a couple get married on the float. And so I wrote a news release for them, you know, saying that Rotary is looking for a couple who wants to get married on the float during Fiesta, like during the parade. And I, I wrote the little announcement and got it out to the media. And John Palmentary did the story on KJEE, which is the radio station that he does news on. And a couple heard him and took him up on it. So I helped the Rotary find the couple who got married on their float my first year of Fiesta. There used to be on Wednesday nights, they would open up the cantina at Delaguerra Plaza. And that would be like locals night. So Spencer the Gardener would play there, who's an iconic Santa Barbara band. And you would see all your friends and, you know, people that you know there. So that's another fond memory of Fiesta. But then just the parade and, you know, there's so many fun things to do related to Fiesta in Santa Barbara. Yeah, the parade, the market, all traditions that have been going back for decades. And now I want to broaden our conversation about history a little bit more and talk about the entirety of old Spanish days. From what you know, can you talk more about the history of the celebration in general? As I know this, the very first year, it was a promotion for the Lobero Theater, which had done a remodel. They, uh, the Lobero thought, let's have a fiesta to promote the theater. And this is what I'm learning from our Presidente this year, El Presidente David Bolton, who's a historian and he's been giving talks, talks on this topic. And he said that they actually called the Hollywood costume companies and said, bring a thousand costumes because the townspeople will want to dress up, you know, as for Fiesta. So they got all these costumes and the townspeople rented the costumes and they had a big fiesta and that was related to the Lobero Theater. And then as David tells the story, the following year, it was um, civic leaders, city people who took over planning the fiesta. So the first year it was a, a, a Lobero production, then it became its own independent organization. 
Well, I love that you mentioned costumes. This brings me to my next question. I know that the costume has quite a bit to do with the role too. So what are some of the traditional pieces that you will be wearing during Fiesta? So the, the St. Barbara has two different outfits. There is the, um, what they call the Saint suit, which is the red velvet ro- um, cape with the white robe and then the tall crown. And I'm holding a golden palm frond and a chalice. And that will be what I'll be wearing Fiesta Week when you see me on stage uh, on the mission steps uh, or at the Sunken Gardens and in the parade. So that's the one outfit. But for all of the events leading up to Fiesta, such as um, I'll be um, getting to meet some of the um, Ninos de los Flores um, this weekend, the flower children, and, and for the different parties, I wear a white lace dress, Spanish lace dress with uh, Montilla, which is a lace veil and a pinata, which is a tall comb. And then there's also actually a pendant that St. Barbara wears. It's beautiful, it's silver, a silver medallion that has a red jewel on it. So that's another part of the outfit, the official costume. I love it. I cannot wait to see you shine in the costume (laughs) during the Fiesta week. And now I, I want to know what you are most looking forward to this year. That is so hard because it's going to be a whole week of it. I'm looking forward to having my family and some friends come for part of the celebration. But if I had to choose like one event that I'm the most excited for, I think it's the event that really kicks off the week, the celebration and helps our city really shine. And that is Fiesta Pequeña, which takes place on the steps of the old mission. And it's beautiful with the lighting. And so the historical having the mission as the backdrop and I will be coming out through the chapel doors when they announce me. So uh, I'm very excited for Fiesta Pequeña on Wednesday. La Fiesta Pequeña or Little Fiesta is a colorful historical program showcasing traditional songs and dance from early California flamenco, Spanish classical and Mexican folklorico, accompanied by an appearance from St. Barbara, and special performances from the 2023 Spirit and Junior Spirit of Fiesta. As the sun set behind Santa Barbara's old mission, friends and neighbors congregated amongst each other, donned in their fiesta vest with vividly intricate colors and patterns across their costumes. Much like a broken cascarona caressed in the hands of an eager kid, La Fiesta Pequeña is an explosion of culture and celebration, bringing together Santa Barbara's community for a night of joy. At the opening event of Old Spanish Days, I spoke with David Bolton, El Presidente of Fiesta 2023, to discuss the kickoff. This is the official opening of Fiesta 2023, La Fiesta Pequeña, here on the steps of this historic mission. This has been going on since the 1930s. It's something that brings this community together. Dance, song, friends, neighbors, everyone comes out for this. It's about community and Fiesta really does matter to people in Santa Barbara. Could you uh, talk to me a little bit more about the various displays of dance that took place today? We had early California, which goes back to the Rancho period, which was right after Mexico won its independence from Spain in 1821. And it continued all the way into the first couple decades of the U.S. period here in the Santa Barbara area and throughout California. We also had folklorico, which is folk dance from several regions in Mexico. It's colorful. It really is a vibrant dance. So we had 
multiple regions in Mexico represented, and we also had flamenco, which is now considered the national dance of Spain. For many years, it was not. It's been around for 500 years. The dance was originally brought to Spain by Los Gitanos, which were the gypsies that came to the area from India. The Arab community in Spain added the musical instruments, and the Sephardic Jewish community added the vocals, which really recounted their experiences during La Reconquista and the Inquisition when Isabel the Queen and Ferdinand the King brought Christianity back to Spain. So we had culture, we had a variety of dances, we had music, and we had a great time. So we talked about how this is a community event. What other events uh, during Fiesta, during old Spanish days are taking place that people could look forward to? We have so many things. We have the Mercados, Los Mercados, Mercado de la Guerra, which is in De La Guerra Plaza downtown. And this time for the first time, Mercado de la Playa, which is at the parking lot around City College. So it's a chance to have food, free public concerts. So much is happening and dance will be at the center of everything this Fiesta. Thank you, David. Is there anything else you would like to mention about Fiesta? We just have worked so many months to put this on. We hope that the community really gets out there, enjoys it, really feels Fiesta. And this year's theme, Let's Fiesta, and we hope everybody is getting out Let's Fiesta. Thank you so much, David. In anticipation of Fiesta Pequeña's performances, I spoke with Paula Lopez Ochoa, whose roots in Santa Barbara run uniquely deep. So I'm a ninth generation Santa Barbaran, so Fiesta runs very deep in our family's veins. Um, there's been a coda, my mother was a coda, a coda dancing in every Fiesta for the last 99 years or participating. So it's a really big um, event for our family and for the whole community. Could you explain to me the cultural significance of Fiesta in association to Santa Barbara? Well, I think it's a time of year where we have an opportunity to come together, all cultures, you know, whether you're native to Santa Barbara or where you're a visitor, one and all are welcome. And it celebrates the long tradition of Mexican history, Spanish history, indigenous history, and of course, all of the people who came here after. And so it's really just one big family. We were talking about uh, family heritage and lineage. I know that your roots run deep here. Could you tell me a little bit about your grandfather? Yes, my grandfather was Juan Cota. He was known as Mr. Fiesta, and he danced and danced all the California and Spanish dances all over the state of California back in the 1920s, 30s, 40s. And he had he danced with his sister Anita Cota, and then he danced with all of his daughters. But he actually danced in the very first Fiesta, 1924, which was to celebrate the opening of the Lobero Theater. 1925, we had the earthquake. There was no fiesta, no fiesta 1926 while we're recovered. Then in 1927, the friar from the old mission came and asked him, Juan, will you bring your troop of dancers to the steps of the mission and hold a little fiesta, which means in Spanish, fiesta pequeña. Your family, are they still dancing in fiesta pequeña? Do we have dancers to come, years to come? Well, yes. Um, my son is dancing with Dan Danza de Cota, and my several of my cousins are upholding the tradition. Um, my Aunt Kathy had a dance studio for many, many years, so they're really honoring her this year with Danza de Cota. And then my granddaughter dances. She's five years old, so it, the tradition continues. And I want to just acknowledge how special dance is when it comes to a cultural representation. You say that dance has brought together your family for so long. Why is dance itself so important? Well, if you look back at the history of Santa Barbara, 
you know, the rancheros and the old rancho period used to come together and they would celebrate a harvest and they would come together and dance in the courtyards and just celebrate the abundance of their harvest, their crops and everything. So for, for hundreds of years, it's been a way to celebrate um, and give thanks for all that we have, the abundance of what we have. So celebrating dance is just natural for us to do. And I don't care whether you're a dancer or not, when the music starts, everybody's gonna tap their toes. <laughs> this is something that we look forward to every year. How does Fiesta continue on throughout the year, apart from just uh, August? Well, all of this, as you might imagine, takes a lot of work. So they have a really amazing board of directors that works year-round for this one one week. So um, <laughs> everything seems to come together every year. And so this year, El Presidente, David Bolton, he's been on the board for many, many years. And it's really kind of honoring all the work that he's done as a volunteer. And it really is put on by just volunteers. So it's amazing when you think about the logistics of what it takes to put this on. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Keeping it in the family, I was able to speak with some of Paula's very own after their performance on the steps of the old mission. Uh, my name is Soleil Mockhart, and I've been dancing with the Coda Studio for seven years. My name is Maya Fuentes, and I've been dancing with Danza de Coda since 2010. My name is Mateo Ochoa, and I've been dancing with Danza de Coda under the direction of my great aunt. Kathy for a total of 16 years. Also, my name is Amanda Takadina, also my Aunt Kathy, and I've been dancing with her for 21 years. We're the fourth generation of CODAs to be dancing. There's been a CODA dancing in, in Fiesta Pequeña and in other uh, festivities during the week for, for all 99 years. So 99 years later, how did tonight feel? It's, it's surreal. I think getting so close to the centennial to the 100 years is, is really amazing. We have our group of relatives and those that we've kind of adopted. It's um, it's something really special and we're sad that our, our aunt can't be here with us, but we're dancing for her and, um, and for everybody who danced before and after her. And it feels really like a privilege, I think. I mean, I just feel like it's such a rich family tradition for all of us and it's really nice that we get to celebrate it. So dance is what is bringing us together. Going forward into that centennial year, what do we hope for in year 100 for Fiesta. You're just going to have to wait and see. It's going to be exciting. It's going to, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I would say that, yeah, it, I think it'll be really exciting. I think that, I mean, every year it's really a moment for the community to get together. And, and there are lots of different aspects of it, some troublesome and that we're working through, I hope, and others that we can really celebrate. And I think that if we're doing it like this every year, then the 100 is going to be amazing. I really hope to see a celebration of those people like our great-grandfather Juan Cota who were here at the beginning um, and, and really make it a focus of maybe not how old Spanish days started but just the tradition and the culture that comes from it. There are really positive aspects of it that I think we can focus on and I that would be our dream for the 100th year, I think. At Fiesta Pequeña, dance is on full display accompanied by beautiful music and song. Here's Carla Ramirez one of the select songstresses showcased at the event. I've been singing since I was what can remember. I've always loved singing. It's my passion, and it's mariachi music connects me to my roots, my Mexican heritage, so I, I love it. You are one of the few music acts tonight amongst a bunch of different dance uh, acts tonight. Do you feel a different energy from the crowd when you're out there, one person on stage giving your performance? 
Yes, it's definitely an adrenaline and it's so, oh, I can't even put it into words. It's just, you get this so much energy and love from the people around it. And it's, it's, it's crazy. I don't even know how to put it into words. It's just very exciting and it makes me just, makes me really happy. You were mentioning your Mexican roots, your Mexican heritage. What does fiesta mean to you with that heritage? Fiesta means to me is to celebrate our roots, you know, um, whatever that is. Um, here we're celebrating the old Spanish days, but I don't know if you heard it in my song towards the middle. I also wanted to honor the Shumash and, and the Shumash land we're standing on and its people. So I think that's important to celebrate all our heritage and our roots and to celebrate life, really, because it's a fiesta, you know. You know, as we're ending the interview, is there anything else you would like to say? Anything you're looking forward to for Fiesta? Yes, I'm looking forward to the celebration, to all the dancers that are to come yet, and, you know, all the food, especially. Yes. The delicious food <laughs> everywhere, and the cascarones, the confetti everywhere, all the eggs, and just, you know, having people be so lively and cheerful and remembering that that's what life is all about, you know, to enjoy and to celebrate and to be in our loved one's company, so in community as well. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. With the opening event now closed, an array of Fiesta-related events still remain. You can find a full list of events at theindependent.com. That's theindependent.com. With the Santa Barbara Independence Indie Pod, I'm Daniel Vasillas. Take care. Lisa, after this year's celebration concludes, do you have any plans to continue the legacy of St. Barbara or continue to participate in Fiesta activities for years to come? Well, for based on all that I've learned in being St. Barbara this year, I want to mentor next year St. Barbara and the St. Barbara is to come because there are a lot of different things to be aware of when you're navigating your role that people might not tell you. So I I'm making some notes and uh, I'll be in a position to be able to support next year St. Barbara and in years to come through being, because every time St. Barbara goes out to an event, she has to have an attendant who has been a St. Barbara before with her. So I will be attending as an attendant in future fiestas to support St. Barbara. Wonderful. And now as we start to wrap up our conversation, is there anything else you wanted to mention that I may have missed or you want listeners to know. Old Spanish Days Fiesta is a true community celebration. Many of the nonprofits uh, will be having food stands in the mercados and they count on this event to raise funds that keep them going all year long. So when you support Fiesta by having a taco or going out to, to the different events uh, and uh, participating, you're really supporting community and nonprofits here in Santa Barbara. So Viva La Fiesta. Viva La Fiesta. Yes. Support, community, togetherness. I love it. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining me on the Indie today. And I am so excited to see you rock Fiesta this year. Thank you so much, Alexandra. It's great to talk to you. That's all for this week. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Indie. To stay up to date with the team, be sure to follow us at the Indie Pod on Instagram. From the newsroom of the Santa Barbara Independent, I'm your host, Alexandra Goldberg. And as always, we'll see you next time, Santa Barbara.